Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. What is going on, everybody? It is Bart coming at you with a bit of music talk, something new that's going to be a part of this channel. Probably what this channel is going to kind of be like from now on is a lot of music talk. Of course, the podcast will still be here, but as a 90s guy that grew up in the grunge era, I find myself in 2022 becoming a metalhead, like almost a strict metalhead. Megadeth, uh, Thrash from the 80s and 90s, Spirit Adrift, Spirit World, a lot of spirit stuff, spirit sticks, a lot of metal. Loving metal. Gojira has been a big obsession of mine lately, and it made me kind of think, like, I went almost 40 years of my life listening to 90s alternative rock, the grunge era, all that stuff that in my opinion, is actually good, but does it stay in the test of time? How good is it today? Now, in today's world, you see a lot of teenagers and maybe young 20-somethings wearing Nirvana t-shirts, lots of stuff from the 90s era. The 90s have kind of come back in a big way, which makes perfect sense because when I was going to high school in the 90s, late 90s, by the way, 99, class of everyone was wearing led zeppelin shirts grateful dead shirts of course we had our corn shirts and our marilyn manson shirts and our nirvana shirts we had that too but you saw a lot of grateful dead a lot of led zeppelin stuff like that i don't know why grateful dead because in high school to like the grateful dead when you're in the 90s i always found that to be weird i'm pretty sure it was just because of those fucking bears. 90% sure it was the bears' fault. Everyone wanted the gummy bear-looking sons of bitches on their shirts. I was not one of those. I was a punk and grunge kid through and through. I digress. When thinking about that era and thinking about now that we're almost entering 2023, we are only a year or two from it being 30 years from grunge just plummeting into new metal and Nickelback and stuff like that. So as we near 30 years away from grunge, kind of, when Kurt died in 94, that's when you started, you know, 95, 96, you started seeing the more pop punk revival and the new metal and, and the stuff like that was kind of becoming prominent. So grunge was on its way out. Creed was on its way in. But let's talk about the bands from the 90s, at least the ones that are most prominent in my eyes, and discover, in my opinion, if they are relevant still, if their music aged well. And I've got a few bonus things, like what album from the 90s, in my opinion, held up the best of all the bands I'm going to talk about here, What's that one album that, in my opinion, absolutely was ahead of its time and sounds absolutely amazing now? So these bands are in no particular order whatsoever. Let's start with one of my favorites from growing up. I remember being in my bedroom and jamming 
this double album from heaven that I thought was just an absolute fucking masterpiece, which is crazy because today my feelings are a lot different. Let's talk about the Smashing Pumpkins and Billy Corgan's weird ass. From such albums as Siamese Dream, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which is the double album I spoke of, and then you've also got Gish, which I didn't really get into back then. I was more of a Siamese Dream and melancholy kind of guy melancholy especially i don't know why most of the people i knew were more siamese dream but i was all in on team melancholy but this band had a really unique sound it wasn't grunge it was like a it was like a mix of grunge and alternative they could kind of do and be whoever they wanted to be depending on the song like the 1979 song and then you flip that over to despite all my rage i am you know it's they could do whatever they could pretty much pull off whatever sound they wanted billy corgan could be angry he could be happy he could be you know romantic or he could be violent and it worked back then. How does it work in 2022, almost 2023? Well, in my opinion, they aged like bread. Now they're kind of old, stale, crusty, and basically expired. I have a major, major hard time listening to Billy Corgan's voice now, so much that I don't know how I handled it then. No hate, still respect, and still love what they gave me growing up. It just does not work today for me in any way, shape, or form. And yes, I have listened to their newest releases. And I will say, not Sire, but the one before Sire that was more of an EP, I kind of dug that a hand like three, four years ago, whenever that was. But Sire, I assume that's how it's pronounced, and this new album that just dropped that's supposed to be like the follow-up to Melancholy, I can't stomach it at all. So, did the Smashing Pumpkins age well? No. In my opinion, they fell harder than any other band on this list for me. Absolutely unlistenable today. The old stuff, maybe you can still listen, but the new stuff is absolutely terrible. And even the old, I don't go to. If it comes on somewhere, I might be able to listen to it for a little bit, but... Honestly, now that I think about it, I'm probably turning that shit off. Next band on the list is the one that all the young kids love today. And honestly, I loved too. I remember where I was when I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes, I'm talking about Nirvana. Nirvana. There's some good things here that are because of bad situations. So Kurt dies. That's awful. But I will say, for the sake of Nirvana's legacy and longevity... The fact that they only had like four albums, including the Unplugged album, is kind of, uh, it's kind of important to the history of rock music because that shit holds up. And I'm saying that as someone who is almost completely burnt out on Nirvana with a caveat. I very rarely dip into Nevermind, even though I think it is an all-time great album. Always will be. I'm just burnt out on it. Heard that shit too many times. Seeing kids in smiley face Nirvana shirts also makes me sick of it. But that doesn't distract from the fact that it distract from the fact. Doesn't take away from the fact that that is an all-time great album. I loved Nevermind. It is a gateway drug into all the other musical drugs I've had. 
Then you've got in utero. Now I skipped one intentionally. You've got in utero, which in my opinion is their best album. It's my favorite album. It's one that I do go back to every once in a while because that shit is raw and powerful. And you just knew by listening to it that Kurt was like, fuck the fame. I'm going to make a punk album. And that's exactly what he did. Love that album holds up to this day. So does Nevermind. Actually, I'm just sick of that. Unplugged. The best unplugged album ever made, bar none, hands down. Don't care what you say. I love Alice in Chains too, but that Nirvana unplugged album is still up there in the all-time greats of acoustic rock music. That is a fantastic album. It doesn't exactly get old, but I don't dip into that one very often either. Now, the album I skipped by them, Bleach, I've actually had a revival on this one. Growing up in the 90s, you had that taste of Nevermind, and then you went from there. You didn't really backtrack to Bleach. At least I didn't, because one, Dave Grohl wasn't there. Two, it was way raw, and you were used to the polished sound of Nevermind. So I just did not dip into Bleach. But on further review, as I am a 41-year-old, Bleach kicks ass and is currently my go-to album for Nirvana. When I want to hear Nirvana, I actually throw on Bleach, because... It's new and fresh to me. I'm actually glad I didn't give a shit about it back then because I love it now and it feels new to me. Nirvana, did it age well? Fuck, yes it did. Even though I'm sick of a lot of it, it held up well, it aged well. They're timeless and classic like Led Zeppelin just from a different era, my era. Nirvana holds up through and through. I mentioned them a second ago, but the next band on this list is Alice in Chains. I love Alice in Chains, every album, everything, except for Man in the Box. Because I'm just burnt out on that song. We've all heard that song, anyone who listened to Grunge, we've all heard that song one million and one times, and I am done with it. Everything else they've ever done, Lane Staley era, I'm on board, I love, give me more. That doesn't mean I listen to it very often, but I do listen to it sometimes i will say once every six months i will throw on dirt because dirt is the timeless classic from their discography in my opinion the self-titled three-legged dog album is underrated as hell that's a great album and still sounds fresh today but dirt is dirt and dirt is badass it's like the perfect blend of 90s alternative grunge and metal it is a tornado of everything that was great about that era Allison Chains, 100%, still relevant, still good. It aged very, very well. The Unplugged performance, while I said it's not the best because Nirvana's is, Allison Chains and another band I'm getting ready to mention are kind of tied neck and neck for that second all-time Unplugged performance, at least for me. That Unplugged album was amazing. Let's go ahead and go with another big one from the 90s this band gets way too much hate in my opinion stone temple pilots when this band came out everyone wanted to compare them to pearl jam i assume because of the song plush that kind of had a little bit of pearl jam vibes but upon digging through that first album core which was hands down maybe best album out of every 90s alternative grunge album front to back there's not a weak spot on that entire thing There's others with no weak spots, but I feel like where that band was hated on so much in that time, I feel like I love them more for that. Like, I think Core is up there with Dirt, 
up there with In Utero, up there with another album I'm going to talk about in a minute. That album was absolutely stellar from day one. I never cared that they were sounding like Pearl Jam. I just heard this album was like, this is my jam. Core from Stone Temple Pilots is fantastic. Then you've got Purple, which was an amazing album front to back as well. I thought Tiny Music was a good album. It was a switch up. And that's something that you can say for Stone Temple Pilots. They weren't afraid to switch it up. They had album four. So to me, the first four albums all had a major part in my upbringing. I listened to all four of those albums over and over and over, just like I did anything from Alice in Chains, Nirvana, or another band, which you've all figured out by now, but that's okay. Stone Temple Pilots, they were sort of the David Bowie of the 90s alternative era, in my opinion. They were able to switch it up like no other and deliver stuff like Tiny Music, 4, which was harder, Core, which was fit perfectly in the times and purple, which was like the perfect follow-up to that. I feel like their first four albums, they did it all right. And Scott Weiland truly was a beast behind the mic. Did Stone Temple Pilots hold up well? Yes and no. They could have kind of gave us more. What was Shangri-La de Da? What, what was that shit? They really fell off hard as far as their discography goes. Whereas bands like Alice in Chains kept going with the new singer, and that music is probably better than Stone Temple Pilots' albums after four. So I think those first four albums hold up pretty well today, and I still listen to them. Not often, but when I think about STP, Core, I kind of listen to once a year at least. But the other albums, they kind of killed the legacy just a little bit as did Scott Weiland doing what Scott Weiland did and leaving us way too soon. They're one of my favorites, but they're hanging on, kind of. They're hanging on. They might fade into obscurity after time. Maybe another 20 years, most people won't know what Core was, and they'll have to be reminded by us super old folks that Core kicked ass. I'm going to get away from the big bands for a minute, just because this is the order that I had everything in. But next is Oasis. This is going to be short and sweet. I don't think that shit aged well at all. It sounds boring as hell to me. I don't really understand what the big deal about them was back then, especially when you uh, did have bands that you could go back and listen to that were way better from the 60s and 70s. Oasis just was not my thing, so I guess I am a little biased here, but I also don't hear anyone talking about Oasis. I just see every once in a while, are they getting back together in little articles from Loudwire and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't care if they do or don't. I did like Liam Gallagher's solo album that he came out with, his most recent one, Come On You Know, I think is what it's called. That was pretty good. And I pretty much like that album more than anything Oasis ever done. So to me, I think Oasis aged out. You don't see kids in Oasis shirts. They're in Nirvana shirts, Alice in Chains shirts, even Iron Maiden shirts. You don't see the Oasis shirts out there. Not a thing. Aged out. Didn't age well. All right, I'm going to piss off some super fans. The next band here is Sublime. Short and sweet on this one, too. I go back now and I listen to Sublime, and I wonder what the fuck was I thinking owning CDs from this band. Honest to God, this is some of the worst music that came out of the 90s, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a little spot in my heart for it because of uh, Ruka and 
some of the stuff off 40 ounces to freedom, but then they kind of got big with wrong way and Santeria. And I liked that. Okay. But it was never really anything that I looked out for. Like, Ooh, somebody got this sublime CD in their car that I'm in. Never really did that. Never was a super fan. But now when I listen back, I think it sounds absolutely awful on smash mouth levels. So to me, didn't age well easily the one band on this whole list i probably will never listen to again if i can help it now we've got one of my personal favorites from my upbringing and that is rage against the machine who i had tickets to see before the pandemic and then the pandemic ruined it and then when the show was rescheduled i could not go wah, wah, sad rage against the machine another band sort of like nirvana didn't release a whole lot of albums but every album was pretty strong even renegades which was a cover album which is actually one of my favorite cover albums of all time great stuff but does rage against the machine with their hits killing in the name bulls on parade amongst others does that band hold up? Short and sweet here too. Small discography, not really grunge, not really new metal. It was kind of its own thing back then, and it was very innovative, honestly. Like there were things that may be comparable to what they did back in the day, but no one did that blend of genres quite like Rage Against the Machine and with that kind of power for that reason and because of the resurgence in sounds somewhat like that i think that they hold up pretty well sadly zach delaraca's legs do not hold up that well and we may never see them tour again but rage against the machine sounds just as good today as they did back then and i think anyone looking for some heavy music with a lot of genre blends would surely enjoy this band i think rage against the machine is holding fairly strong now granted without any touring they will obviously fade into obscurity a little bit more because they're not one of the biggest bands on this list but as far as like does their music truly hold up i think it does the last of the big four is next big four of 90s alternative that is in pearl jam my god there's some stuff to unpack here i believe that 10 is one of the top to bottom best albums of all time front to back fantastic i am sick of it i'm sick of a lot of the songs off that album i still can't really get into jeremy because my name happens to be jeremy but that whole album front to back wonderful don't listen to it too often but i do still put it on every great once in a while but after that album there's really nothing that is uh you know stick to your gums good Versus was fine. Vitalogy was fine. I actually am a big fan of No Code. To me, that's a very underrated one. But I do remember putting it on for the first time and thinking, what the fuck is this? And then as time went on, I realized this is growth. This is what growth is. But after No Code, in my opinion, they never really grew any more from there. It was kind of like they were stuck in neutral after No Code. Like Yield was fine. Binaural was fine. Backspacer was pretty damn good, actually. Lightning Bolt or whatever. That might not even be the name of it. That was fine. And their newest album was also fine. But they never came close to matching 
10 levels of greatness, in my opinion. And for that reason, I feel like they fell off harder than most. Now, maybe that's due to the longevity. Like, it's hard to keep pumping out album after album after album that is actually good. So I'm thinking that's a little bit of where this comes in. I do think that their albums are solid. Like, whenever they release an album, I listen to it. But none of them have staying power for me, which is ironic because I feel like they're going the way of Neil Young, who was really relevant in the 70s and then ever since he's put out plenty of albums, but nothing compares, nothing compares to his last albums from the 70s. And Pearl Jam, it's kind of the same thing. Nothing really compares to 10. Therefore, I think that Pearl Jam fell off pretty hard, not as hard as the Smashing Pumpkins, but pretty damn hard. That being said, I hope they keep making music because it is still good. It's just not nearly as relevant as it once was. And there really is no timeless classic album from this band since 10. You may have an opinion that like Vitalogy, which is the closest to me to being a classic album. You may have the opinion that it is indeed a classic album. But at the end of the day, popular opinion, it's not. It's just not. Still love them but I definitely feel like they are a little more obscure than they used to be. Fell pretty far. Next up on the list is one of my all-time favorites, and I'm probably going to be biased here as well, but that's okay. These videos are supposed to be to either spark your anger at me or to enjoy the same music I do or just be interested in hearing opinions. What are our credentials on YouTube anyways? We can't all be Rick Beto, which I think... At one time, maybe he didn't have that many credentials, but he's interviewing everyone now. He's pretty cool, too. Anyways, Nine Inch Nails. I will say, this band blew my mind at the Vets Aid concert in Columbus in November of this year, 2022. The Breeders played, and I was like, that's cool. And then uh, James Gang played, and I was like, I'm glad I got to see that. And then the Black Keys played, and I was like, Black Keys just stole the show. But then Nine Inch Nails come out. Keep in mind, a lot of boomers in the audience here, but Nine Inch Nails came out, played Wish with the lights still on. At least the first few seconds of Wish from Broken with the lights still on. Blew everyone's freaking socks off that wasn't 60 or older. <laughs> and it was literally the best show I've ever seen. It was harder than anything I've ever seen live. And I've seen some hard shit. It was louder than anything I've seen live. And the energy was just insane. I think Nine Inch Nails is one of those bands that if they did release a really good album right now, like maybe 2023, I think the relevancy would come flooding back in to a certain degree. I think they could totally pull off a revival. I think Nine Inch Nails is one of those timeless all-time bands that their sound is never going to sound old. It's always going to sound somewhat fresh. Trent Reznor's just a genius, in my opinion, and I wish they would release something new, but my God, Pretty Hate Machine, Broken, The Downward Spiral, The Fragile, With Teeth, which Dave Grohl drummed on that album, Hesitation Marks, highly underrated. I think pound for pound uh, over a long course of time, Nine Inch Nails probably have the strongest discography 
over time than any other band that I've talked about on this list. I think they are still hugely relevant, especially if they would put out some new music. Hesitation Marks was really the last thing I consider them putting out as a full album. The rest has been kind of EP-ish and uh, good, but not great. Nine Inch Nails thrives on full-length albums, in my opinion. Hope to see one soon, but did it age well? In my opinion, hell yes it did. Nine Inch Nails, kick ass, will always kick ass, and Trent Reznor looks fantastic. Let's go back to the negative with this next band, Weezer. My God, has there ever been a more polarizing band from the 90s than Weezer? Blue Album, classic. Pinkerton, classic to me. Green Album, classic to me. The Red Album, underrated, amongst others. They had a lot of really solid music when they first came out. A lot of solid music that I really enjoyed, but my God, longevity has absolutely not been kind to Weezer. From big mishaps such as Make Believe with Beverly Hills and this latest four EP thing about the seasons, which was really rough until the winter EP, which still wasn't that great. Weezer is one of those bands that pride themselves on putting out 18 albums over the course of 10 years, but they should probably stop. Quantity over quality is never a good measure of success. And I kind of just wish they'd quit releasing shit. It's just not getting any better. They hit sometimes the Black Album, surprisingly underrated to me. I think that was kind of a fun, weird, modern album. And I think they kind of did what they set out to do and uh, made an album that sounded like it was from the 20s, which is a weird thing for my old ass to be saying. But they're hit and miss. I mean, they're going to do what they want to do and more power to them. Weezer fans, you know, you're getting everything you want. You're getting like six albums a year. It's all good. For me personally, though, didn't age well. Currently aging even worse the more they keep going. And I just kind of wish they'd slow it down for five years and then come out with an album Maybe, you know, I don't know, the Sky Blue album and just mix Pinkerton and the Blue album sound a little and just kind of surprise us a little bit. But currently not aging well. I still love you, Weezer, but it's not working anymore. Next band on the list is uh, another that I don't really dip back into very often, but I definitely highly appreciate. And that is Radiohead from, uh, okay, let's not even go from because Pablo Honey's fine, the Benz is fine, that's all good. But OK Computer is where this really started to happen. It was an album unlike anything I had ever heard before, and I know that there's a lot of influences on that, but when a rock band goes to a computer and starts laying down a lot of digital aspects to their music for the first time in the 90s, the title of the album alone is just brilliant. They're like, you know what, we're not going to fight this anymore. OK Computer, let's go and see what we can do. The results were fantastic. I thought Kid A was fantastic. Amnesiac was fantastic. Then they kind of just went away. Now, granted, the 2000s, early 2000s, still worked out for this band in a great way, but relevant? I don't think so. Not much anymore. Maybe The Smile, which is a, you know, a new bash of Radiohead and other bands, maybe that will become relevant and keep carrying on. But unless Radiohead releases something, which they had the, the Burn Witch or whatever album, that was fine. Everything they released is fine, but I don't think we're ever going to hear another OK Computer or even Amnesiac for that matter. So I think Radiohead fading pretty fast, but I wouldn't say they're at Oasis levels quite yet. 
still relevant to me in a minor way, but probably only old Radiohead fans at this point. I don't think the kids are wearing those shirts either. It's still the Smileys and the Alice in Chains and Iron Maiden shit. Last of the big four, Soundgarden. This is a tough one because I personally think that Down on the Upside is their best album. thought it was a sign of their growth kind of them perfecting a lot of different sounds that they had experimented with in minor ways over the years, but bad motor finger, uh, super unknown down on the upside. Great freaking albums. That last album they released the very last one King animal. I believe it was, I had a hard time listening to that period. I even tried recently and it still just didn't work out to me, but I think Soundgarden for the most part, did not age that well. I think the music, as far as the big four goes of the alternative era and STP for that matter, I think Soundgarden's the weakest of those. That being said, I think Chris Cornell's solo stuff, especially the acoustic stuff that you can find on YouTube where he performed at like Howard Stern studio and, you know, live events and stuff like that, like that solo Chris Cornell stuff is more relevant and sounds better than anything I've even talked about, I think, on a purely musical level. If I could bring anyone back just to keep making music, it would be Chris Cornell with his acoustic guitar, singing covers of uh, Nothing Compares to You. Look that up. That is amazing shit. Chris Cornell, gone way too soon. The best voice of the 90s, in my opinion. The best covers that anyone's ever done period, in my opinion. No one did a cover like Chris Cornell. You just have to look around to figure that out. He he was the voice. He was the voice. His music will always be somewhat relevant, but Soundgarden's aged out almost completely, I think, at this point, sadly. Now it's time for some of the obscure bands from this video. First, we've got the Deftones. I add them here because I think as far as like that mid-90s wave that happened right after grunge, which Deftones were kind of right there with and at the end of, I guess, with Adrenaline, Deftones definitely still relevant today. They released a great album called Ohms just a couple years ago. I thought that was awesome. I think if you go back through their discography, if you haven't listened to them for a while and you go back, the quality is actually quite surprising from them. Very, very good band. Still relevant today. Their sound is kind of perfect for that mid-90s acceptability. Like this rocks. It's almost new metal, but not quite. And then in the 20s, it's like, who's this band? This sounds hot and fresh. I think the Deftones, probably one of the best bands on this list as far as staying relevant for almost 30 years. So for that, I would say that the Deftones are holding on strong. All right, now we've got to get to some sad truth yet again. The band Live, which is one hot fucking mess of a band if you look into the history and read about all the ups and downs of that one. But my God was throwing copper a fantastic album. One of the best albums from the 90s, bar none, front to back, beastly. Absolutely beastly. Not heavy beastly, just Really freaking good. Front to back. Sadly, besides a few songs off Secret Shamati or whatever the fuck that was called, they, they fell hard. They fell smashing 
Pumpkins hard, but didn't have as much good music as Smashing Pumpkins, but I would take that live album over anything the Pumpkins ever did. That being said, they're completely irrelevant. They're still touring, and I'm sure that their hardcore fans are loving every minute of it. Me, I'm going to pass. I'm done with that, but I still throw on Throwing Copper every great once in a while. But for the most part, they aged all the way out. Getting down to the nitty-gritty and obscure here. Faith No More. One of my favorite bands from this list. Have I said that before? I think I've said it a few times already. But Faith No More, Mike Patton, dude can do no wrong. Mr. Bungle, awesome. Tomahawk, awesome. Dead Cross, awesome. Faith No More, absolutely fantastic. Their fans are really stuck on Angel Dust. I like that album, but for me, I think their two last albums, their latest two albums, are just as strong as most of their other discography. Now, granted, I do believe that The Real Thing is easily their best, and I think it's a timeless classic. Angel Dust, pretty close to a timeless classic as well. But I think everything they did after that is still really good too. And I think it's super relevant because I think a lot of bands, a lot of bands, have them as an influence. So Mike Patton, that dude is just the man. I think that Faith No More technically holding strong because I think a lot of people dip back into that as far as new bands. But I can't say holding strong is, is definitely probably more of an opinion of mine than it is a fact. I just have a lot of respect for this band, and I think they're one of those ones that as time goes on, there's a real chance for more and more people to find that and be like, whoa, have you heard this band from the 90s? That's kind of what I think Faith No More is. Absolutely fantastic stuff. And Mike Patton, still killing it in a ton of ways. Next on the list, we've got the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've got some strong opinions on this band. Was not a massive fan of them growing up, but I did like their albums. I did get into By The Way for a really long time. They're in my late 20s, I believe. Everything they did, I was pretty on board with. I liked most of it. Now, something changed, and they released an album called The Getaway that was without John Frusciante, which, by the way, was also without Frusciante, but I didn't get into that album big time. The Getaway, I certainly did. Great album, top to bottom. Actually, one of my favorites of all time. It's that good to me. But Danger Mouse also has a way of making me love everything that he does. As far as are they still relevant or not, they just released two albums just this year. I didn't like either one of them. I'm kind of over the Frusciante sound. I know, Frusciante is the peppers. I get it, but not for me. I really dug what Danger Mouse done. They were planning to do more with him, and then that all changed when John wanted to come back yet again. More power to them. They're happy. They're making music. Their fans are loving it. I personally am not, but that doesn't change the fact that they are still absolutely holding strong. And holy shit, Anthony Kiedis looks like he's not a day over 45. But in reality, he's as old as the people that were at the Vets Aid concert that were scared of Nine Inch Nails. Moving on, Chili Peppers, I will add probably the most relevant out of all these bands with Deftones, with Nine Inch Nails. Factually, probably more so. Probably the most relevant band on this whole list because of the longevity and the fact that they're releasing albums that are still charting. Who would have expected that back in the day? Was Chili Peppers your favorite? Did you expect them to still be holding on this strong in 2022? I wasn't. Now, that being said, I'm going straight to another band that might be holding on even stronger than anyone on this list. Again, they definitely are for me. But if you look at the grand scheme of everything, I think they are 
period, the band that is still massively relevant. And you may hear this name at first and be like, but wait, they weren't part of the, yes, they were first album, 1994 Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl probably went farther with Foo Fighters than he ever could have gone with Nirvana. Maybe they would have kept pumping it out, but I have a feeling they probably would have went the way of Pearl Jam and started doing stuff just to piss people off and it wouldn't have worked. Not that that's what Pearl Jam done, but Kurt would have probably got a good kick out of pissing us all off. Dave goes on, fronts his own band. Lo and behold, that guy's like the Paul McCartney of my generation, in my opinion. Some of the best music that's ever came out. Queens of the Stone Age, Dave Grohl. Nine Inch Nails, Dave Grohl. Killing Joke, which the album he drummed on was badass, Dave Grohl. Now, if you listen to just the singles, if that's all you've heard of Foo Fighters, you're really missing out big time because it's the songs like Stack Dead Actors and Stranger Things Have Happened, just countless others. Basically, what I'm trying to say here is their discography is deep. Each album is deep. Yeah, I can understand not loving Everlong and a few of the other songs because you've heard them so many times, but dig into that discography and you will find a treasure trove of actual great rock songs, in my opinion. Now, as I transition out of the Foo Fighters, I will also make a statement that is controversial. I think the Foo Fighters are the best American rock band of all time. Think about it. What other rock bands from America can you think of that have the longevity, career, impact? I mean, everyone knows who Dave Grohl is for the most part. He is a true rock star. Who else from America? Credence Clearwater and Aerosmith have been some of the names I've seen floated out there, which tells you everything you need to know about. The other great bands from our time on this earth are from other countries. Foo Fighters, American number one. All right, so transitioning now, the next band I'm going to talk about is uh, what probably is responsible for my later in life resurgence into metal, and that is Pantera, who is currently touring, which I will add, so what if it's not the original members? This is It's more of a tribute, and it's for fans of the music. Everyone wants to be upset about everything. If you don't like it, don't buy a ticket. Don't go. Don't watch online footage. Don't be a hypocrite. I personally think it's cool that Pantera is out there, at least half the band, trying to just give their fans one last little hurrah. Those guys are getting older. That's what these old guys do that have been in rock music for decades upon decades. They want to feel that excitement one more time. At least. Probably more. We'll have the last tour then 10 years later like, well, let's do it again. Let's Now it's the last one, we promise. But Pantera, super influential on today's metal. That was probably one of the, like, the cleanest heavy things I had ever heard in my life back then, if that makes any sense. Cleanest heavy. Just heavy and clean. And I gotta say, after taking a dive back into Pantera recently... I think that holds up just as well as anything else I've spoke about so far. Granted, I don't think it gets listened to as much as a few of the other things I've talked about here, but Vulgar Display of Power, Far Beyond Driven, those albums are classic metal albums, and I think they will be 
referred to or looked back upon for a long time to come. Doesn't mean they'll be super popular. Probably not, but this concert series could help. Still relevant, still holding on, but by the tips of their fingers. John McClain style hanging off a building. That's how they're holding on. Not that he did that. I just watched Die Hard last night. I don't think he did do that in the elevator shaft. Shaft. All right. Quickest one ever after Pantera because it is 90s relevant and she was 90s royalty, though it was more of just a flash in the pan, in my opinion. But Alanis Morissette, you, 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 out of doubt. That Alanis Morissette aged out completely aged out not her not saying these folks are old their music has aged out it is no longer very relevant i tried listening to the last album or two from alanis morissette couldn't do it just couldn't do it i love her i love the movie dogma and i love that she's in that movie i love her unplugged performance uh oh god what is that song called unsomething unwritten no that's uh, the best is to oh it's gonna bug me uninvited uninvited unplugged alanis morissette oh just cuts me to the bone that is a magical song she had magical moments and i am very happy that she had magical moments i love her but her music has officially aged out nobody's really looking to listen to some alanis except for Alana Superfans. I'm almost kind of amazed I have this many bands on this list from the 90s. There's more. I mean, there's tons more. You could go like Counting Crows, Black Crows, Crow's Nest, Crow's Feet, Crow Bar, Four Non Blondes. But next, we're going to dive into the pop punk realm to see if this band is still relevant. Did it age well or not? And that is Blink-182. I know, lots of groans out there. But Blink-182 is probably the number two all-time pop punk band as far as popularity relevance and all that goes next to green day you you just can't deny blink 182 of their spot it is what it is they were massive everyone everyone had at least heard a song off enema of the state or seen the video of them running around naked it was just that huge now is blink 182 still relevant today i think the answer to that is a resounding yes. I mean, when you can go years without your founding guitar player, they switched to Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, one of my favorite bands from the 90s as well. And I think that was a resounding success, at least for me, maybe not for everyone, but it definitely was for me. I loved Blink with Matt Skiba. Thought it was fantastic. I digress, though. I think the reason that they are still relevant, and I'm going to call them relevant, and they're holding on strong, actually, is the resurgence in pop punk to a lesser level uh, than 90s alternative. But the fact that that is kind of a thing again, and the excitement around Tom DeLonge rejoining Blink, they released the song Edging. It was in the news a lot. When you see shit on the interweb news pages, that pretty much lets you know that it's at least somewhat relevant. Now, I don't have a lot of high hopes for this album coming out because I thought they did some of their best work ever with Skiba. Yeah, I know. I'm that guy. But I am still very interested to hear it, which means still relevant. And it's holding on. And they still have captivated their not only their fans, but people that grew up in that era are still at least marginally interested in what this band is doing. 
So I would say that it has aged okay. I can go back on the self-titled album, and I think it sounds really good. That was a magical album, in my opinion. Some of the Enema of the State and the really pop-punk stuff does not hold up well to me. But the fact that this band still has people giving a shit what they're doing, I can't really come to any other conclusion other than it's aged pretty well and it's holding on so far. I mentioned them right before. I should have probably done Green Day first, but it's time to talk about Green Day. Green Day, a band that defied all the norms of pop punk before pop punk was even a norm. Green Day was massive. Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod, Warning, the Trio album, which is pretty universally hated for the most part. Uh, American Idiot is one of the biggest albums of all time, whether you like it or not. Even Stephen King burned the plastic off of that one. It is just one of those things, whether you love or hate the sound, Green Day was undeniably huge. Are they huge now? No. Father of All Motherfuckers hurt that a little bit. That album was fine, in my opinion, but nobody really liked it besides me, and I didn't like it enough to put it in like the top half of their discography. I just thought it was a fine progression from that band to sort of transition into what was kind of a, a pinup punk pop sound, if that makes any sense. But it depends on what they do from here. They're going to go down and see as like the biggest pop punk band of all time. I don't think anyone can even begin to take that crown, which means they're always going to be somewhat relevant. And the music actually did age fairly well because there is a hard, like almost pure punk Green Day sound out there and a pop punk and a radio Green Day. There's a lot to choose from. They were kind of smart to switch it up so many times just on the scale of heavy to soft. That way they always had something that could keep them fairly relevant. All they have to do is release a really solid album and Green Day's right back there. I think they're hanging on. The music aged pretty well, uh, probably as well as any pop punk band could at this point. So kudos to Green Day for that. I'm down now to the last two bands on the list. This is going to be one hell of a long video, one hell of a terrible edit. I'm scared. But Tool, Tool has been my favorite band for as long as I can remember, which I do remember being a young church boy and hearing Tool and loving it, but the lyrical content made me nervous because I was a church boy. I snapped a few copies of Undertow on cassette and always ended up rebuying it. Yes, my upbringing was a little too extreme as far as church goes. I was snapping tapes that were satanic, saying, Not today, Satan, only to later be like, Come on in, Satan, let's rock. But as much as I've loved Tool from being a young boy until the ripe old age of 41, not too far from 42, I think I'm finally over it. I'm not exactly a massive Tool fan anymore. I still love everything that they've done. It still is great to me. But the fact that you wait 13 years between albums and it was like six and eight and uh, they just, it's not consistent enough, but, but their discography will go down in history because they did not oversaturate the market with their music. That is one thing you can say about them, but Fear Inoculum, I loved it. And then as time grew on, I was like, it definitely is the weakest album of theirs. It has moments of brilliance, but 
overall it's not their strongest work it's a little repetitive a little chucky some of the songs are long just for the sake of being long in my opinion and i kind of think that that album may have put them in the holding on category because they are still holding on and all the music aged pretty well tool sounds good to me today like it did then i just don't obsess over it like i used to because fear inoculum kind of felt like the end to me and i think it would be okay if it is the end and that's coming from a lifelong tool fan i i think it would be okay maynard's not angry anymore which affects the vocals i feel like the rest of the band isn't as inspired as they once were on lateralis which is sort of their creme de la creme to me Ten Thousand days is massively underrated i think that was like if lateralis is a 10 in my book then Ten Thousand days is a 9.8 to me it was great album fear inoculum is like a seven but they're still holding on if they would just push out an album and just kind of do a drastic change up which is not their style they could be massively relevant again and they could be aging extremely well but i think the music it's strong the the following of that band is cult-like they're you know they're always going to be in the conversation of the best hard rock and progressive bands So I'll say it aged well and they're holding on, but again, the fingers, they're probably two knuckles deep into the elevator shaft. They need to do something to, to get their palms up there. All right. Last one. And there's a reason this is the last one because it's, uh, it's sad and also weird because this band, I don't think this particular group would be in anyone else's video if they mimicked exactly what I'm doing here. Marilyn Manson. I hate to even talk about him because did he do those heinous things? Did he not? I am not the person who judges you without any evidence. I don't know. All I'm going to say before I talk about this guy is typically where there's smoke, there's fire. And I don't think anyone would be surprised if he indeed did the heinous things he's been accused of doing. That being said, I'm not going to say one way or the other. I'm going to currently talk about the music and ignore the person. But Marilyn Manson was one of the few from the 90s that were actually kind of hanging on. Maybe everyone wasn't listening, but a lot of his albums over the past 15 years have actually gotten some critical acclaim. He's actually switched it up on those albums over the years. And, uh... Yeah, I've got a little surprise at the end of this one. It's not him. I'm not hanging out with him, I swear. But honestly, the look, the satanic panic era there in the the 90s, whenever he was kind of coming into his own, he was on talk shows trying to, you know, well, basically out talking everyone. He's a pretty intelligent guy, but it, it was there's a lot surrounding him. The 90s have a massive asterisk on it that says Marilyn Manson because he was more than just music he was a cultural icon on one end of the spectrum or the other he was either loved or absolutely hated and I think that deserves a nod on this list I think some of his albums they were pretty good I listened that's another guy that I listened to everything he released mostly out of curiosity and he created that curiosity for me. It's not because I thought his music was magical or super fucking great. He made me want to check into what he was doing next because it was just interesting. 
lo and behold, some of that stuff was good. The last album he released, which was We Are Chaos with Shooter Jennings, that was pretty damn good. And the few albums before that, Deep Six is one of the hardest rock songs out there right now that we've all heard in a long time. If you haven't heard it, put it on. If you're, you know, can overlook the accusations, maybe listen to that song and uh, and find out that it's a true banger. Now, the reason I talk about Manson like he will fade into obscurity because of these accusations or the fact that he did something. He will absolutely fade into obscurity, no doubt about it. Nobody's going to remember him for his music. Sad but true, because there is a piece of music that I think as far as not relevancy, but as far as aging, there's a piece of music above all from the 90s that I cannot believe how well it aged. I am shocked still, and I reconfirmed this. So about three years ago, I put on Mechanical Animals by Marilyn Manson, and I remember hating this album when I was younger. Hating. Actually hating. I listened to Antichrist Superstar. That was my jam back then. And then I put on Mechanical Animals and was like, what the fuck is he thinking doing this? What is this crap? What the fuck kind of music is this? Three years ago, I put that album on for the first time in a long time, and it just hit. I was like, this was, you hate to say ahead of its time because it was heavily influenced by Bowie and Queen and, and a lot of old rock and some glam rock. Like there was influences there, but he did it really well. And I think he just caught us all by surprise with this one. My surprise being I hated it. But three years ago, I found out I loved it. I just put this on a day before doing this video, and it still holds up better than anything else I have heard from the 90s. That album, Mechanical Animals, is the truth. That is a fantastic album. If you like rock and roll of any kind, especially the 70s, early 80s, maybe late 60s, and you, you want a modern spin on a lot of it, that album is that that album is the truth and it makes me sad that this guy might be a piece of shit or at the worst is accused of some terrible things again i hate to speculate but where there's smoke there's typically at least some amount of fire and he doesn't exactly seem like you know the guy that's going around trying to do good deeds Maybe I'm being an asshole by saying that. I don't know. But I will say one thing. He did a great deed in making Mechanical Animals. That album is fucking fantastic. That being said, he's going to fade into obscurity, no doubt about it. But the music, some of it anyways, most of it did age fairly well. I got two honorable mentions. The 90s gave me Silverchair. I really like Silverchair, and I think their last two albums, which are very soft, Straight Lines and Diorama, those albums are really good. Like, really good. Made me want more silver chair, but then it was over. Their early stuff had a space in my heart back in the day, but didn't age that well. Didn't age that well at all. The new stuff, it did age well to me, but that doesn't matter. Everywhere but Australia, they're, they're just honorable mentions. They're just an honorable mention. Just wanted to shout them out. And Incubus, Incubus had their moment in the sun. That faded. They're gone. Aged out obscurity just want to throw them out there because incubus i saw in concert and it was awesome they played tenacious d songs on a couch with acoustic guitars fucking great time love those two bands not many people would even say that on camera anymore love those bands i will but they are just honorable mentions but there you go 
there's some of the bands from the 90s that I think either stayed relevant, aged out, how's it sound now, what are they? The 90s was a great time. The reason I did this video is because it was also a long time ago. And uh, I want to talk about it before I died. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com.